Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXV and today is the 11th of Jan 2023. Now the global cryptocurrency market has once again moved marginally up by 0.72%. But if you look at the volume, that has gone down by well over 15.17%. So when we're discussing the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, we will definitely look into details of why these things have happened. The big news that is circulating in the cryptocurrency world is about Binance. And Binance in 2023 is looks like is having one of the worst years. 2021 was one of the worst years for Binance. But 2022 was if not one of the best years, particularly for Binance, despite Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies being completely devastated. Last year was one of the best years for Binance. In today's episode, we're going to kickstart by discussing a tweet by CC, which actually said, More FUD incoming will ignore. Now, there are quite a lot of negative news surrounding regarding Binance, and it has more to do with its Binance BUSD, that is its stablecoin, and we'll explore in detail what is going on. Forbes has also reported that over $12 billion in asset outflows has seen particularly in the last two months. So a lot of negative news surrounding Binance. Is it FUD or are there some facts? We'll definitely go ahead and explore. Now listen guys, Binance is hosting an Ask Me Anything session today via Twitter at 10am. So definitely need to listen to it so you'll get detailed information and CZ will be answering quite a lot of critical information. Now in today's episode, we also have some news regarding Crypto.com and listen to this guys. They are delisting Tether USDT and it's only for its Canadian users. So we'll go ahead and explore why that is and what kind of an impact it will have on Tether and other stable coins as well. Now apart from Tether USDT and Binance BUSD, another stable coin seems to be in problem and that is the Tron based USDD. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that in today's episode. So it looks like stable coins are having one of the worst years in 2023. Now in today's episode, we're also going to be talking about the news regarding Apple and this has got to do with Metaverse. Now this part of time I'm really not sure if this is legitimate news or if it is just rumor. And looks like Apple is ready to launch its mixed reality headset and it's going to be named as Reality Pro. But in today's episode, we're going to discuss if it is legitimate news or if it is just rumor. Regarding UAE, I have two news. Now, the first news that I'd like to discuss is about a company called Moment, but they are spelled completely differently. Now, they have partnered with Crypto Oasis to bridge the real and virtual world. So, really good partnership. And the second news is something which I've covered a number of times in the podcast, and that is the pillars of open blockchain. Now, look, guys, when I interact with people in the Bitcoin cryptocurrency, so-called Web3 community, and in the metaverse, I do feel that there is a general lack of understanding of what the pillars of open blockchain are. Now, these pillars of open blockchain are popularized by Andreas Antonopoulos. So I'm going to once again give a very brief overview of what the pillars of open blockchain are. Now, it's so critical that we truly understand the basics and absolute basics of what open blockchain is. That will give you an understanding of what blockchain is not. So we're going to be discussing quite a lot in today's episode. So let's kick start today's episode. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space 
as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and the least crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers, a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race. And Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally, to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. 
and Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now since you've taken care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market. Now as of today, 11th of Jan, the global cryptocurrency market is at $856.92 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally increased by 0.72%. But the total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours has gone down by 15.17%. And since the last 24 hours, it is only at $34.85 billion. And look guys, this is not the ideal start, particularly in the first month of 2023. Now let's quickly discuss the volume of stable coins. Now the volume of stable coins is also ridiculously low and down to 2.48% and the total value locked is $40.95 billion. And Lido Finance is dominating the total value locked in the DeFi protocols with a dominance of 15.97% and $6.54 billion is locked in its protocol. Now look guys, if you want to research this information by yourself, the website that you need to look at is DeFi Llama and something that I did mention in my podcast yesterday as well. The volume of DeFi is ridiculously low and in an idealistic world, DeFi should be holding the majority of the chunk of the cryptocurrency volume. But unfortunately, as of now, it is only 7.11% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume and Lido is leading the race, followed by MakerDAO and its protocol has $6.41 billion locked, followed by Aave at $4.01 billion, Core Finance at $3.86 billion and finally Unisop at $3.42 billion. The volume of stablecoins is ridiculously low and it accounts for 92.71% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now look guys, since the last three months or so, there are two news which I'm really worried about. The volume of stablecoins is ridiculously low and apart from that, stablecoins is accounting for a majority of the chunk of the cryptocurrency market. Now in today's episode, we are going to be talking some negative information about stablecoins. Now ideally, the volume of stablecoins should be at least 80 to 100 billion dollars, especially when the market is not doing good. This might be the very first time where the volume of stablecoins is down and the global cryptocurrency market is down as well. But when it comes to stablecoins, there the USTT is still leading the pack with $23.53 billion, USDC at $2.73 billion, and finally Binance USD at $5.84 billion. Now in today's episode, we are definitely going to be discussing some basic technical details regarding the pegging of its stablecoin. Now really I'm not sure if this is actually a problem or is mainstream media just trying to create some fud. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about this. Now let's look at the market share, 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market share is $337 billion, followed by Ethereum at $163 billion. If you look at the 24-hour trading volume, Ethereum has definitely gone down and its trading volume is $5.6 billion, whereas Bitcoin's trading volume 
has been relatively consistent for almost three months now, and it is at $16.01 billion. And the same thing regarding the dominance. Bitcoin's dominance is at 39.20% and Ethereum's dominance is at 19.10%. Now let's discuss the smart contracting platform. Keeping in mind its market cap, Ethereum's market cap is exactly the same as yesterday at $162 billion. Binance BNB is at $44.35 billion. Cardano at $10.69 billion. And the number 4 and 5 has switched. As of today, Polkadot is at number 4 at $5.77 billion and Solana at $5.72 billion. Now guys, let's discuss the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin. Now look, Bitcoin is leading the pack so far as cryptocurrency is concerned. Now in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing some matrix regarding Bitcoin whales. Now as of today, Bitcoin is at $17,426. Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 1.13%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 3.39%. Now earlier today, Bitcoin.com did actually put up a report based on data from on-chain aggregator called a sentiment. Now listen guys, large Bitcoin whales are currently holding 1,000 to 10,000 Bitcoins and they are accelerating their accumulation. This is definitely not ideal which means Bitcoins are being accumulated by only selected few individuals. And over the last 5 days, these large investors have added more than 20,000 Bitcoins to the balances. This is definitely not ideal because it, this means that Bitcoin whales have the ability to go ahead and fluctuate the market. Now, if you look at crypto influencers, they will be making this into positive news and they would be saying that Bitcoin whales are accumulating, which means the prices of cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin in particular should go up. But when you talk about why Bitcoin was created, Unfortunately, as of now, celebrities, multi-millionaires and billionaires are in a position to go ahead and acquire more Bitcoins. This goes back to the whole question. Looks like the role of government now is replaced by rich individuals and Bitcoin whales now hold a total of 4.57 million Bitcoin. Now, this figure represents 23.7% of the total circulating Bitcoin supply at the current moment. Now, keeping all these things in mind, I definitely don't think that Bitcoin should be a world reserve currency because the accumulation of Bitcoin is among selected individuals, so definitely not ideal, particularly when you talk about it being people's money. A peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system, accumulation of Bitcoin among selected individuals is definitely not right. Now, let's look at Ethereum. It is currently at $1,332. Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 0.52%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 6.80%. And Binance Coin is at $276. Since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 0.72%. And since the last 7 days, it is up by 8.75%. Now look guys, there's a lot of drama going on, particularly with reference to Binance Coin. Now CZ did actually tweet yesterday, more FUD incoming will ignore. But what does that mean? Now, the reason I do feel that CC did actually tweet this thing out because Bloomberg earlier reported that Binance-backed BUSD stablecoins doesn't always appear to have completely backed by Binance USD, which is issued by Paxos. Now, in response to that, Binance did actually post a blog and in that blog it states the difference between a pegged and backed stablecoin. 
and the main reason it is mentioned is because of a timing mismatch in backing Binance Peg BUSD. Now, one of the reasons why this data was identified in the first place is because the co-founder of Chain Arcos, called Jonathan Rater, he did actually publish a report that stated that Binance Peg BUSD was often under collateralized between 2020 and 2021, and sometimes the gap also exceeded one billion dollars. But look, if you read through the blog, it does give you a very detailed explanation by Binance on why that thing has happened. Now, could this be the reason why he actually mentioned this tweet? And all of a sudden, ever since Binance had this drama with left-leaning advocate Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX Exchange, looks like all mainstream media is against Binance. And is this the reason why he actually did put out the tweet? Now, listen, guys, later on in the day, CZ is also going to be having an Ask Me Anything session via Twitter. So do follow Binance on Twitter and make sure that you attend the session live. Now in tomorrow's episode, I'm definitely going to give out a few highlights regarding the Twitter space. Now that thing being said guys, unfortunately for Binance, DailyCoin has also reported that the exchange has lost 25% of its assets under two months. And an article by Forbes has stated that Binance has recorded over $12 billion in asset outflows in the last two months and with $360 million just coming last Friday. So hopefully when CZ has the Ask Me Anything session, he might be answering some of these questions. Now based on my experience in dealing with Binance and CZ, he definitely seems to be a legitimate guy and he definitely is in the right position to leading Binance. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to Binance. And look guys, in my podcast a few weeks ago, I did actually talk about is Binance bigger than Bitcoin? And surprisingly, the answer would have been yes. Is Binance bigger than pretty much all the top 10 cryptocurrency combined? And the answer surprisingly might be yes. So an impact on Binance will have severe consequences both in a positive and in a negative way. Now let's talk about some positive news regarding Binance. Now in today's podcast, I seem to be talking quite a lot about Binance. Now this news is a bit positive because Coindesk has reported that the judge has allowed Binance US to bid to Voyager assets in advance. Now the article states that Binance did actually agree in December to purchase the company after Voyager's deal with the legend Sam Bankman-Fried was fizzled. But looks like the judge has changed his decision and now Binance US will be in a position to bid on Voyager assets. Now this is a good news for Voyager customers because it looks like that they might be getting some funds and some kind of relief. So definitely some news for Binance US as well as some news for the customers who are dealing with Voyager assets as well. Now let's discuss some more news regarding stablecoins and unfortunately this is a negative news to do with Tether USDT. Now the news is that Crypto.com has delisted Tether USDT but it is only for its Canadian users and looks like from the 31st of Jan, Crypto.com will be delisting Tether USDT. Now the reason they have done that is because a ban because of OSC. Now let me quickly go ahead and explain what OSC is. They are essentially Ontario Security Commission. Now Crypto.com was registered as an exchange in Ontario, Canada and because of that they cannot list USDT due to the regulatory prohibition. Now this entire news was actually found out via a screenshot which was uploaded in Reddit Inc. And the screenshot did actually give details that users in Canada 
will not be able to use Tether USDT and the ban will start from the 31st of Jan. Now, Cointelegraph did actually state in August that Crypto.com announced the Ontario Security Commission had accepted the firm's pre-registration undertaking for operations in Canada. And guys, I'm very much sure that I did cover this news in August when Crypto.com's application was accepted for pre-registration by OSC, that is Ontario Security Exchange Commission. Now, because of this acceptation and as part of regulatory requirements, the cryptocurrency exchanges operating in the Canadian province of Ontario are prohibited from listing digital assets which are banned by OSC and that includes Tether's USDT. So it looks like 2023 is not having an ideal start particularly for stablecoins. Another news guys that I'd like to talk about is also to do with stablecoin but this has to do with a Tron-backed stablecoin called USDT. Now guys in 2023 looks like stablecoins is not having an ideal start. Now what happened earlier today is Bitcoin.com did publish a report stating that the Tron-based stablecoin USDT fell below the $1 parity again. Now during the first week of 2023 and on Jan 10th, four days ago, the stablecoin dropped to 0.97 cents per unit and on Tuesday, on January 10th, 2023, it slipped to 0.97 per unit. Now looks like this is something similar to what happened to Terra Luna because when you talk about the value of stablecoins or algorithmically backed stablecoins, they always need to be $1. Now, could it be possible that we might see a collapse of Tron-based stablecoin, that is USDT? I'm definitely not hoping for, but never say never. Now, guys, let's talk about some news from a tech giant, that is Apple. Now, at this point of time, I'm really am not sure if this is legitimate news or if it is rumor, because an article which is written by Bloomberg is stating that in 2023, Apple is planning to launch the mixed reality headset. Now, unfortunately, if you read through the article, it does not provide absolutely any source or it does not provide any link as well. Because if you read through the article, this is just an idea that the authors have that most likely Apple may be launching a mixed reality headset. And this is taking into consideration the business plan, reading through the summaries of the business analysis and quite a lot more. Now, if Apple were to release a mixed reality headset, based on the article via Bloomberg, not based on the article via Apple, they claim that the name would be Reality Pro. Now look guys, I really would like to see some source or some information directly from Apple. Now Tim Cook did actually state that he does not believe in Metaverse, he does see the future in virtual reality headset and augmented reality headsets as well. Now keeping that thing in mind, at this part of time unfortunately, I don't think that this news is legitimate news because if you read through the article, the article actually talks about that Apple's intentions of getting into the virtual reality and mixed reality headsets and mixed reality headsets dating back to 2021. But unfortunately, nothing has happened. So I'm really am not sure if this news is legitimate news or if it is just rumor, at least at this point of time. So what are your thoughts, guys, if you're an Apple fanatic, if you do have any information, as long as the information is from first source, mention them in the comments below. Now guys, let's discuss two news regarding UAE. And the first news that I'd like to discuss is about a partnership. And this partnership is by a company called Moment. They have partnered with Crypto Oasis to bridge the real and virtual world. Now look guys, 
The website is moment and it is M for mother, O for orange, hyphen, M for mother, E for elephant, hyphen, N for November, T for tango.com. And essentially what moment wants to do is they want to turn moments of public interest into NFTs. And that's one of the reasons why they're called as moments. Now, I like the idea about moment. And I do feel that this might be an absolute success given the fad of NFTs. But as a long-term idea or as an industry, I definitely do not see much potentials. But let me just give out some information regarding the partnership with Crypto Oasis. But before that, let me just try to give you some information on what Moments does. Now, what Moments does is it turns moments of public interest into NFTs called Moments via a fully automated APR trigger in the instance when they occur. And the heroes behind the moments endorse and enrich them, and you have the chance to buy, own, collect, and trade them. Now, if you go to the website, they're focusing on six core areas because they want moments to be relevant and emotional. They want it to be collectible. They want to engage communities. They want to make the moments unique, but at the same time unlimited as well. They want it to be curable. And based on my understanding, they're using Polygonmatic as well. So the idea seems great and given the hype surrounding NFTs, I definitely do think that this might be successful but it just might be successful at a relatively shorter period of time. Now let me talk about some news regarding a partnership with Crypto Oasis. Now look guys, I've covered Crypto Oasis several times in the past. They are essentially an association and they have quite a lot of businesses and entities who are dealing with cryptocurrencies, blockchain, particularly NFTs. So if you are a startup or a business who are looking to venture into Dubai or Middle East, Crypto Oasis is definitely a good platform to connect with other businesses. Now, the news is that Moment has partnered with Crypto Oasis to bridge the real and virtual world and bring new capabilities and opportunities to Web3 space. And this strategic partnership will combine the Crypto Oasis talent and capital with Moment's innovative ecosystem approach to the sports and marketing industry. And Crypto Oasis has partnered and invested in Moment and will be introducing it to the local Web3 ecosystem. And Moment will expand its horizon in the UAE with its NFTs of exciting moments that the world celebrates. And Ralph, who is the CEO and founder of Crypto Oasis, will also join Moments as an advisory board member. So definitely good partnership. And Crypto Oasis Ventures has inked a strategic partnership with Moment and added to its portfolio of disruptive and innovative blockchain organizations. Moment bridges the real and virtual world by offering easy access to Web 3.0 in an innovative way. And guys, as the UAE continues to be the global crypto capital, Moment is all set to bring its remarkable offering to the UAE. And the unique offering called Moments instantly turns moments of public interest into NFTs. And something which I mentioned earlier, they do this through a fully automated API trigger. These precious moments from as an example sporting events are endorsed by heroes behind the moments, creating a one-of-a-kind collectible item. Now with moments, users have the opportunity to buy, own, collect and trade these special NFTs. So the partnership definitely seems good. And let me try to give some more information regarding the partnership. Cause Crypto Oasis Ventures is focused on forging new partnership and bringing innovative organizations into the ecosystem and investment in a startup such as Moment that has a strong business model and a unique value proposition is just one of the many initiatives 
in the crypto oasis to advance the local blockchain economy and the new partnership will allow for strategic collaboration that will help boost branding, community growth and investor relations for a moment in the UAE with the support of the crypto oasis world-class talent and infrastructure. Moment will gain access to new markets and customers and this partnership will add further credibility to what Moment has been building and ensure it enters the local blockchain space as a strong footing. Now look as in 2022, earlier in the first half of 2022 to be precise, Crypto Oasis did actually exceed its goal and I believe one of the goals was to have 1,000 businesses join the association but it definitely surpassed that. Now, me personally, I'm not a fan of associations and I'm not a fan of consortium because that just defeats the whole purpose of having blockchain in the first place. But nonetheless, this partnership does seem fruitful for Moment for Crypto Oasis and the entire blockchain ecosystem. And Moment will leverage this partnership with Crypto Oasis Ventures to drive the strategic direction of the company. And with the extensive experience in the space and its curated ecosystem, this collaboration will help Moment successfully navigate the complexity of the fast-paced Web3 economy and explore the mirage of opportunity it offers. And look, as you already know my opinions on Web3.0. But nonetheless, this is definitely a good partnership. Now, guys, let me talk about the second news. And this is news regarding Pillars of Open Blockchain, which is popularized by Andrea Santanopoulos. And one reason, guys, I really think it's so critical that we truly understand the basics and the pillars of open blockchain. Now, I've been in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space since 2013. And trust me, guys, I speak to quite a lot of people. A lot of them fail to understand the basic pillars of open blockchain. Now, these are points which are popularized by Andrea Santanopoulos. And what I'd really recommend you to do is, on his YouTube channel, he has one of the best videos discussing open blockchain. Now, in that video, he only talks about five things but later on, he also talks about the sixth point. So the five points that he actually mentioned in that video is open source, permissionless, censorship resistant, borderless, neutral. And the sixth point later on when he added is publicly verifiable. So let me quickly go ahead and explain the pillars of open blockchain. And look guys, when you talk about the pillars of open blockchain, they need to make sure that they have all of these six points. It cannot be one or either. The first thing is open source and I'm going to be adding some of my own thoughts and opinions when you talk about open source. Now, when you talk about Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies or blockchain or even the so-called Web 3.0, the source code needs to be completely open, which means absolutely anyone in the world should be in a position to go ahead and access these codes. But when you talk about central bank digital currencies, lately they're also making the source code completely open. But... It's only the officials who are in a position to go ahead and amend these codes. But when you talk about open blockchain, the community gets to decide, not the selected individual, as to who go ahead and makes changes to the open source code. Now, when you talk about Bitcoin, unfortunately, it is only Blockstream who goes ahead and manages, who makes decisions as to who go ahead and amends the Bitcoin source code. But nonetheless, open source is really critical. The second and the most important point is permissionless. And this is what differentiates open blockchain with current existing systems or even permission blockchain or centralized protocol or even CBDCs. So when you talk about cryptocurrencies which are open blockchain, the transactions need to be permission, which means you do not need prior permission to go ahead and use these protocols. 
even a five-year-old should be in a position to go out and use these protocols. You do not need any permission. It's 100% permissionless. And these are the six points which are the true use cases of open blockchain. If you compromise on any one, you're definitely not using blockchain and you would be better off using a software instead. The third one is censorship resistant. And this is where Ethereum is getting a lot of traction at the moment. When you talk about open blockchain, the transactions absolutely cannot be censored. So using your private key, you're in a position to access your public key, you're in a position to access your public address, and no human being or machine can stop you from doing that. So transactions in open blockchain are 100% censorship resistant. Ethereum has been taking quite a lot of heat lately because 60% of the blocks that are produced are OFAC compliant and this is definitely not ideal when you talk about open blockchain and central bank digital currencies can censor your transaction. So look guys, when you hear of any cryptocurrency protocols or any blockchain protocols or any protocol that serves only to a specific area and are in a position to censor these transactions, they're definitely not censorship resistant. They do not follow the ethos of open blockchain. Even stablecoins are not open blockchain. They have the ability to censor your transactions. So stablecoins are 100% definitely not blockchain. Now the next part is borderless, which means when you talk about open blockchain, you can do transactions absolutely any part in the world. So sanctions also do not apply. Now when you hear of any blockchain protocol or cryptocurrency protocol or the so-called Web 3.0 protocol that says that they are severely regulated and they are focusing more on regulation. Unfortunately, they're better off using a software instead, maybe even an Excel spreadsheet. Unfortunately, open blockchain do not have any rooms for being censored, do not have any room for sanctions. And one of the pillars of open blockchain is transactions can be done completely borderless. Now, just to give you an example, Blockstream does have an idea where you can also do transactions over the space and they've already gone ahead and done that. And this is the beauty of Bitcoin, that you can also do transactions in space as well. And that's one of the reasons why Elon Musk is talking about Dogecoin to be used in Mars. Now, the fifth point is neutral, which just means that when you talk about open blockchain, the value of using open blockchain is the same. So let's say if you're using it in Afghanistan, if you're using it in China, if you're using it in Russia, Ukraine, India or US, the value of using open blockchain is the same. The difference is not much. And these points are taken into consideration that is permissionless, censorship resistance and borderless as well. And guys, the sixth point which he has added later on, open blockchain transactions are publicly verifiable. And this is where blockchain protocol or explorer kicks in. Now look guys, when you talk about central bank digital currencies, if they choose to, they can make the transactions publicly verifiable, which means absolutely anyone can view the transactions. Will they do it? I really am not sure. Because if they do that, it'll be great for the entire ecosystem. But at the same time, there can also be state-level threats from its competing nations. So imagine, let's say, if Ukraine does decide to issue a central bank digital currency and decides to make all the transactions publicly verifiable, Russia or China or other countries can definitely use that for notorious purposes. So when you talk about open blockchain, it's so critical that the transactions are completely publicly verifiable and absolutely anyone in the world should be in a position to verify these transactions. 
even a three-year-old should be in a position to verify these transactions. I'm not sure how a three-year-old will be able to do it, but they still should be in a position to verify these transactions. And look, guys, I've been consulting quite a lot of companies in the blockchain space, and you would be surprised some of the so-called CEOs of blockchain protocols, I don't know how they have CEOs, but they still have, they do not understand what is the true meaning of publicly verifiable. One of the companies in the past that I was consulting did actually state that they do not want the transactions to be seen by absolutely anyone. And in the website, they were saying that they are following the ethos of open blockchain. So that's one of the reasons why I often tend to explain the pillars of open blockchain. Now, what are your thoughts, guys? If you agree or disagree to it, mention your thoughts and comments in the section below. Now, one thing you need to notice when you talk about open blockchain, let me give an example in terms of time, cost and quality. Now, when you talk about open blockchain, they are generally slow and the transactions per second are ridiculously slow and they often rely on second layer protocol. In case of Bitcoin, they rely on Lightning Network, which is often has questions about centralization. In case of Ethereum, they focus on Polygonmatic and quite a lot of other. Now, open blockchain, as of now, is extremely expensive. Now, there are different ways of looking at it because when you do Bitcoin transactions, the transactions are based on the speed. So there is a possibility that you can send billion dollars worth of Bitcoin at a ridiculously low price. But when you talk about, let's say, Ethereum, the gas fees and transaction fees could still be extremely high. And look, guys, when you talk about quality, unfortunately, open blockchain protocol still has terrible user experience. We still are in the world of private key, public key and public address. And you need to take this into consideration when you talk about the general mass in the public people who probably are still struggling to use the website and at the moment there are still no apps most of them still work on websites and it might take a couple of years to get a much better user experience for users to transition from current existing systems to the open blockchain protocol now what are your thoughts guys mention them in the comments below so that's all for today guys on the crypto and coffee update from blockchain dxp in case if you have any feedback or suggestions Please drop me an email to info@blockchaindxb.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website that is airy2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. Now, for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And I have a question by Ron who asks, when do you see Bitcoin reaching a new all-time high? Now Ron, this is not financial advice. And one thing you need to know by now is my price predictions are 100% right 50% of the time. Now, if I'm being completely honest, Ron, I don't see Bitcoin reaching a new all-time high. Now, despite several price predictions, I don't think Bitcoin might be reaching an all-time high. Now, one of the Bitcoin advocates did actually state that by 2022, he would expect the price of Bitcoin to be $250,000 and it ended by roughly around $15,000. And the Bitcoin advocate was Tim Draper. Now, look, he's one of the OGs in the Bitcoin space and he did put out another tweet that he expects the price of Bitcoin to reach $250,000. 
by year end 2023, I don't think Bitcoin is going to reach a new all-time absolutely any time. But what I do feel wrong is in the first quarter of 2023, the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies will definitely go up. And this is only because of the money printing, which is done by left-leaning Joe Biden. And one thing which I have mentioned pretty much every day is towards the end of December, they did sign $1.7 trillion, which is going for defense and other spending. And a part of that might be utilized in buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. But the adverse effect of that is that would cause inflation and generally the prices would go up. So after three months or so, there is a very high possibility that the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies will start to go down. Now, based on historical numbers, whenever there is a halving of Bitcoin, six to eight months after the halving is when the price of Bitcoin tends to pump up. Now, will it reach a new all-time high? I really doubt it. Because right now, if you talk about Bitcoin, pretty much everyone in the general community or in the general population is aware of what Bitcoin is. It is unlike the last bull period because people generally were not aware of what Bitcoin is. But right now, if you were to ask general people on the streets, at least in Dubai and UAE, I'm pretty much sure everyone knows what Bitcoin is. And what I do think wrong is the next halving most likely would occur between April or May of 2024. Six to eight months after that is most likely when we might see a new all-time high, but I really don't think it might be crossing the $50,000 or $60,000 mark. Despite all the reports that you hear that Bitcoin will be reaching $100,000, $250,000, someone has even said that one Bitcoin will be $1 million. All these price predictions have completely fallen down. Even John McAfee, he actually said, that by year in 2020, he expects the price of one Bitcoin to be $1 million. He was nowhere close to what Bitcoin was. So all these price predictions that crypto influencers tend to give out, Ron, you need to understand, they have their own self-interest. And this goes back to the basics of demand and supply. As of now, a lot of multi-billionaires, celebrities, influencers, and early adopters who have accumulated Bitcoin they want to create the price, they want to create the demand and that's one of the reasons why they put out these fancy numbers. Now personally, what I think Ron, if you want to have Bitcoin as a reserve currency, the value of Bitcoin needs to go down. It needs to be easily accessible for an average individual user to go and use Bitcoin. And if you go to my website, I do have a few suggestions on making Bitcoin a world reserve, but that actually includes increasing the supply from 21 million bitcoins to maybe 210 million bitcoins or maybe 2 billion bitcoins and quite a lot of other but what i'm proposing is that the value and the price of bitcoin needs to go down so people in the general mass are in a position to go out and use it now will that thing happen never say never so that's all for today guys from the ask me anything series in blockchain dxv in case if you have any feedback or suggestions please drop me an email to info@blockchaindxv.com. You can also check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website guys it's area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across and remember guys monday to thursdays 8 a.m to 8 30 a.m we have crypto and coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts DeFi, and metaverse and how the series of episodes into Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. 
news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, pure blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye-bye.